This is the Jaguars Broadcast Weekend Review Podcast presented by TIAA Bank. It's Friday, January 6th, and it's Week 18 in the National Football League. I'm J.P. Shadrick with the best of the week from Jaguars Radio, Jaguars.com, and our social channels, Jags Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. Today, a look ahead to the winner-take-all Saturday night special for the Tennessee Titans and Jacksonville Jaguars. It's the de facto AFC South Championship game. Thanks for listening on Jaguars.com through the podcast link at the top of the homepage or on the official Jaguars podcast network. That's on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you download your pods. And of course, we love that feedback, so leave us a comment and a five-star rating. Let's begin this week with Jaguars Happy Hour Radio Monday afternoon after a methodical win over the Houston Texans in Week 17. After Week 11, the Jaguars had a 3-7 record, while the Titans were 7-3. Since then, the Jags have gone 5-1. and one. The Titans have now dropped six in a row. Tony Baselli, Pete Frisco, and I discussed Monday afternoon. We're on 1010XL AM, Jaguars.com, Jags social media, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. Tony Baselli and Pete Frisco joining us now after another Jaguars win. Back to 500, Pete, just like you knew all along. Well, I know somebody on this show who knew it. <laughs> it wasn't me. I mean, I can admit it. I didn't. I didn't see it coming, and Baselli you, did. I got to give him credit for that. You weren't a believer, Pete. You weren't a believer. No, uh, I wasn't. I don't well, think you deep down you were either. You're just trying to make content for the show. No, actually, I, <laughs> I, I saw how really what I was a believer in more than anything was Trevor. Well, yeah, look, I was too. No, that's my point. I, he was playing at a level with the rec, with the schedule they had, especially after they beat the Ravens. I thought that Cowboys game would be tough. Um, but when he came out the way he was playing, you know, you had to win a shootout. You won the football game. What I love about what they've done, Pete, is they've won games the way they needed to. You know, you had a gritty, tough win against Baltimore. You laid an egg against Detroit. But then here comes Dallas, and you know you have to win a shootout. Well, they go to win a shootout. Then you go up to New York, and you know it's going to be ugly, and you just got to play smart. Don't turn it over. Be smart. You know, you got a struggling Jets offense. Get a lead and just hold on to it. And then the, and the Texans, they, they didn't play good, by the way. No. If you look at the tape, I didn't think they played a great game, which I love because they played – didn't have you know, when you, don't, when you don't have your best and you can still win that way, now it speaks to how bad the Texans are, no doubt about it, but it also speaks to the, to the status of this team and where they are kind of their growth uh, and the evolution of, their, uh, of growth. And uh, I think that's big. And, you know – I watching the tape. It wasn't great, but they were smart. They did what they needed to do. And, and they got to win against a bad team setting up this week where now you go play your best. And I actually think if Jacksonville plays their best and Tennessee plays their best, Jacksonville wins by two touchdowns. I agree. I agree. And they're favored by six and a half. So if you go, if you said seven weeks ago that they'd be favored in week 18 playing in prime time, by seven points or a touchdown, playing against a third-team quarterback who's only been with the team for two weeks, that you'd have your chances to go to the playoffs, I would have told you you were nuts. And you didn't even believe that would be the case. Don't say you did. You thought they'd make a run, but you didn't think this would happen. This is, you know, I didn't think Tennessee would fall apart like this. That's the, that's the trick. Tough. Yeah. That's what they, made it they, all right. They lost six straight, and, you know, they're falling apart. Now, it doesn't... It doesn't matter if the Jags don't take care of their business, though, too. They had to go win, and they have won, and now they set themselves up in a great situation. 
And so it's perfect. And it's going to be a great atmosphere. The one thing I'm disappointed about, I'm disappointed in the league a little bit, Pete. The fact that they put this team on Saturday night instead of Sunday night to give an advantage to the Texans, I mean, not to, to the Titans, because now we have five days of rest. They have eight. You know, so we're a short week when they have a long week already. I just thought that they should, should have put the Jaguars either at 4 p.m. on Sunday or primetime Sunday. But Saturday night I just, is a competitive advantage to the Titans. Big advantage. It's a big advantage. I mean, and and again, this is, you know, the Jacksonville have to prove to people that they're not the Jaguars anymore, right? I mean, that's exactly what this is. They've been disrespected for since they came in the league. And at some point, you got to prove to people that you don't deserve to have that disrespect. And and that's why I think they put them in this spot. They should have been on primetime on Sunday night. Uh, but you know what they're going to put there. They're going to put Aaron Rodgers in there, even though even though uh, at least that's, that's what I think they'll do. But, you know, he's a marquee guy. Jacksonville doesn't have the marquee players. And Tennessee's falling apart, starting a third-team quarterback. So there's no glitz and glamour to this game. I get it from a network standpoint. But the NFL could have stepped in here and said, hey, wait a second. This isn't fair. But, Tony, you could also spin it forward this way. If they play on Saturday, then they have the extra day for the playoff game where they might not – well, they might actually, not have had that. After they win uh, Saturday night, Pete, they're going to play Saturday, the first slot on. Right, but if they had played on Sunday, then that's one less day they would have. That's right. Yeah. So that's fair. You, get a, you get an extra day that way. So would you rather be have less – this way it is now and not have the – I think you having an extra day for the postseason is better than not having it. Because I think yeah. they win on Saturday anyway. I, I think they're the much better team. I think – you know, only thing that could derail them is history. The ghost of demons past show up. That's the only thing that could derail them. Jaguars Happy Hour Radio Monday airs 4 to 6 p.m. on 1010XL AM, Jaguars.com, and the Jaguars social media channels, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. Let's move to head coach Doug Peterson in his Thursday press conference, his final availability of game week. He and the team understand the stakes Saturday night. Yeah, we understand. I mean, that's just the nature of this game, right? It's, uh, it's win and you're in. You know, both teams are in the same situation. Guys have been been great this week they've handled it well you know biggest thing for us obviously a little bit of a shorter uh week um is just the recovery aspect of it you know and 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 being as healthy as possible um you know for saturday night but yeah guys have done a nice job of uh you know the the practices that we've had and the, the mental mental side of it they're they're obviously you know gearing up and getting excited and uh they'll be ready to go did you really stand in front of the team and say i have a crystal ball and this is going to happen? This is what's going to happen? No. 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 Everybody in the division was chasing Tennessee. I mean, they were three, four games ahead of everybody, you know, there for a long time. And, and I just had to, to make sure that our guys understood that everything is still in front of us. We just got to play one game at a time and, and just just focus on that one week. And, you know, if we did that, it would give us an opportunity to, to be in week 18 for, you know, for all the, for all the marbles. You've talked about this being a young team that needed these kind of experiences. Can you learn as much about your team through the week, how they prepare for this game as you can on Saturday night? Yes, you can. Um, you know, the, these are, you know, these are games that, um, 
I mean, they're playoff games, right? I mean, that's just what exactly what it is. Call it what it is, a playoff football game. And uh, you win, you keep going. And, you know, with a young football team, it's about how we handle the week, you know, because the emotions are going to run high. And and you just got to you just got to just kind of pace yourself throughout the course of the week and and uh, just turn it loose, you know, Saturday night. But, um, you know, I think I think the guys have, have really and felt that they've done a really good job the last couple of days, you know, handling all that. And this time of year, teams are beat up. Everybody kind of knows who each other is as a football team. How much does, I mean, being hot, momentum this time of year and confidence really be the difference in a football game? I mean, it, it, it's good to talk about, but you still got to go play. And you got to play against a good football team. And momentum, streaks, wins, losses, whatever, it doesn't matter. I mean, you, you just look at Tennessee, right? They're, they're in this game. For a reason, and they're they're playing for the same things we're playing for, and and it's a little bit different. But you know, it doesn't really matter. You know, you uh, you come up, you come out Saturday night, and you, you got to be ready to go, and and you got to play, and uh, you got to play with energy. You got to play, um, you know, excitable. You, you just gotta you gotta do your job and, and focus in on on each play. In the locker room, they get it too. Quarterback Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, it feels good. You know, it feels good knowing you know, what we had to do to get here, but also jobs not finished. You know, we have, we have to win this game to get in and then moving forward, we kind of, we kind of get what we earn every week. So, you know, we're embracing that. I think that's kind of how it's been for us. Like I said before, it's been like that for us for the past month, really. So the teams responded well to that. And, you know, I'm proud of the situation we put ourselves in. It's, it wasn't easy to get in this spot, especially the way we started the season. Um, and, and here we are with an opportunity to win the division. And this is the only game that matters right now. And we, we, we're just putting everything we have into just scoring one more point than them. That's all that matters is winning the game. Wide receiver Christian Kirk said the message was consistent all season long. No matter how bad things got for us, you know, at some point during the season, nobody lost hope or lost sight of, you know, our end goals, and that's to make it to the postseason. And, you know, we've always talked about it, the most important games are winning division football games. And so as long as we do that, we know we can give ourselves a chance. And, you know, we've been able to, you know, get some division wins and, you know, some wins in our conference as well that's kept us alive. And, you know, so now it's just taking it, you know, one week at a time and, and playing to stay alive. Tight end Evan Ingram had 11 catches for 162 yards and two touchdowns last time out against Tennessee in week 14. But that's in the past. The coaches did a really good job of just putting uh, myself and a, a lot of other guys in position. When anybody has a big game like that, um, obviously it's credited to the preparation. You credit it to the guys around um, that performance that, that did their roles to, to help prevail that. So. Um, I think it was just a great team effort, um, and I just wanted to make plays when my number was called. And um, I mean, these guys are fighting for their life too. So, um, you know, last time we played them, it was kind of, you know, it was kind of in the middle of the season, kind of creeping towards the end. It, it, it's, it's different this time. So, um, you know, they're going to come with their best, and they're, and they're still a great team, a really good defense. Um, we're going to have to, we're going to have to go out there and execute. Right guard Brandon Sheriff understands the balance of big game excitement this week with a normal week process. Just continue to to focus on the details. You know, uh, obviously the game's on Saturday, so you got you got to speed it up a little bit. But Doug's gonna Doug and the, all the coaching staff has done a great job. Uh, you know, throughout the year, you know, we had that three game stretch in twelve days, so they did a great job taking care of our bodies. And uh, we got we got four or five days, so uh, we're we're I, I can feel the the energy and the excitement from a bunch of guys. You know, because this is a huge game for us, and, and we're we're excited. On defense, safety Rayshon Jenkins knows what's at stake against the Titans. We finish this, we in the playoffs. So, hey, man, we looking excited for the challenge, man. We, it, it's something that ain't been done around here in, in, in a minute. Uh, and, and we want to just 
change the culture and keep keep the culture, uh, you know, in the, in the direction that it's headed. And safety Andrew Wingard coined the mantra, it was always the Jags, that's been emblazoned on rally towels for Saturday night's game. He expects nothing short of a wild environment at the bank. It needs to be freaking lit. And I know it is. I can already feel it. Like, nighttime at the bank, place is lit. I mean, ton of noise. I can't wait. I know they're going to give it to us. Going crazy. In a moment, wide receiver Zay Jones on Saturday's game against the Titans. The offensive and defensive coordinators speak. Plus, the voice of the Titans, Mike Keith. All that after this. Jags fans, fill your wallet with one debit card that screams Duval exclusively from TIAA Bank. The Jacksonville Jaguars Visa debit card comes with a fierce look and fantastic features so you can pay with pride wherever you go. And it's yours free when you open a Yield Pledge checking account. Up your financial game today. Visit a financial center near you or find us at TIAABank.com slash JagsCard. TIAA Bank is a division of TIAA, FSP, member FDIC, and the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Welcome back to the Jaguars broadcast weekend review podcast presented by TIAA Bank. And as of Friday afternoon, limited tickets remain for the Week 18 winner-take-all showdown between the Titans and Jaguars for the AFC South title. Visit Jaguars.com or call 904-633-2000. They're already selling standing room only tickets and those are going fast as of Friday. Get them while you can if it's not already too late. And of course, get to the stadium early Saturday evening. This week on the Crown Royal Water Break, wide receiver Zay Jones joined me in the locker room to discuss the task at hand this week against the Titans. I think we just continue to do what we've been doing for the past couple of weeks. It's going to be a great challenge for us. It's going to be a difficult, difficult game. They're a really good football team. You know it's hard to beat teams twice. So you have to focus on our execution and the things that we need to do, but we should enjoy it. Again, you know, in light of recent news, we get to play a game. That's a blessing. So um, not put too much pressure on it. Let the fans enjoy the atmosphere and, you know, our families and loved ones who are, who are going to be there and just go out and give everything you have to God and just go play. Different game now, but how much do you look back at week 14 or is that in the rear view now, the matchup against Tennessee? And, you know, how do you get ready for a game like this when, yeah, maybe that's a few weeks ago. They're a different squad now. There's a lot of guys on their injury report. Sure. Yeah, but this is also the National Football League. A lot of guys step up. I remember vividly last year when I wasn't a predominant starter. I would expect defenses to have prepared when I went into a game, you know, if someone went down or got hurt. So I give that healthy, same respect to teams and the depth that they have. Um, I know Josh Dobbs, you know, personally and the type of man, the type of character that he is and the things that he's done, not only in his college career, but, you know, in the NFL as well. And uh, you have to respect the talent that they have and the coaching that they have as well. So looking back, I think you, could, you should only look back to learn. Uh, you shouldn't look back to dwell. I think it's part of your ego and pride to think, oh, we beat this team once, so we're gonna just do it again. That's not how the league works. You gotta earn it every week, you know? You know that. I'm, I'm aware of it, yes, but I, you know, I like <laughs> yeah. to hear your answer of it. Yeah. All right, so crowd support, you mentioned it. The environment here is going to be electric. Yeah. Sold out crowds, standing room only, under the lights, national TV. 
I mean, you guys have to be fired up for a big-time Jaguar environment like this. Yeah, I'm, I think that's one of the great things about playing here in Duval is the fan base that we do have, you know, and they, they brought it in weeks past. I, I'm assuming maybe it's going to be a little bit different just because of, you know, what's at stake, but I'm excited for our fans to be a part of it. I am aware that it's supposed to be very, very sold out and crazy and loud, so it, it's just fun. You can feel the energy around the city. Um, people, you know, kids are ecstatic about it, talking about it, you know. I got neighbors and stuff who are just absolutely happy. So it's it's a blessing to be a part of a game like this. Doug has talked about playing meaningful meaningful football in you know November, December, and January, and and here we are. So it's 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 a blessing. I'm grateful. Catch the full Crown Royal water break on Jaguar social media. Let's go to offensive coordinator Press Taylor and his thoughts on a second meeting with the division rival Titans. We certainly are doing our best to put together a plan where we can move the football on the, on the ground if need be, and then doing what we can to come up with complimentary passes, movement, screens, play action, whatever that may be, just to put us in the best position, put our players in the best position. You know, we had some certain schemes that we, we wanted to try against them the first time that probably didn't shape out the way we'd hoped they would. So, you know, you kind of scrap those, look for new ideas, go back to the drawing board a little bit to, to come up with the best plan. Defensive coordinator Mike Caldwell reflected on the last meeting between the teams in Nashville when linebacker Shaq Quarterman blasted Derrick Henry and turned the tide in week 14. In the first quarter, we didn't play the way we were supposed to play, and Shaq came in, and it was an opportunity for him to get on the field. And he got there, and he made a huge play for us. Momentum-changing play, and I think that did spark us. And we've had guys like that all year step up. You know, Dewey steps up. Uh, you know, even thinking about Smoot and Key, just other guys step up. And, you know, it's a team where everybody has to pitch in and do their part. And when guys get chances, uh, you know, we've been lucky there, been able to play well. All the press conferences and locker room availability from the week available now, of course, on Jaguars.com. Let's move now to Jags Drive Time Wednesday morning. The voice of the Tennessee Titans, Mike Keith, joined Brian Sexton and John Ozier for a preview of the Titans and where they are mentally after a six-game slide. You know what's funny? There, there are two things that really jump out to me about this club. So I'm going to watch them practice last Monday. And they're getting ready to play a, a Thursday night game. It was Tuesday, actually. They're getting ready to play a Thursday night game with Dallas. And they're, they're, there's a lot of energy. There's a lot of excitement. Uh, and you're saying, wow, uh, they've just lost to Houston, and this didn't go well. And they've lost five in a row. And how in the world are they going to sort of get back up to play Thursday night against Dallas, knowing – that for them the game doesn't really have a lot of meaning and knowing that they're going to be without a lot of their main guys. And what jumps out when you look at the roster is they've played a lot of people this year that were on their practice squad or somebody else's practice squad. And so these guys are excited to get the opportunity. And then they went out Thursday night against Dallas and gave a really nice effort in a, in a pretty tough situation. And then the second part of it is Joshua Dobbs really gave them a lift offensively and defensively as well. And so I think it's kind of funny to have been in the circumstance they've been in. These are a lot of guys who feel like now, hey, you got something to play for this week. You got an opportunity. You feel like you have a quarterback who can – sort of take care of the business of running the offense. And so as I watched him practice yesterday, I again saw the same thing. They are 
They are not the lifeless team that looks like they're, they've got the surfboards on the car and, and the car is already running for the offseason. We'll see if it carries over or means anything, but it's, it's very surprising when you consider where they are, having lost six in a row, and what they look like when they work and how they played last Thursday night. It, it does not look like a team that has given up. Derrick Henry is obviously always uh, the topic when a team plays the Titans. He looked fine to me in the first half up there uh, in Week 14, but you've seen this guy play his whole career. You see him play now. Where is he in terms of explosiveness, in terms of the kind of running back he is? John, he's still the same guy, uh, and I think that's been the most impressive thing about his return this year. And it was really sort of a fortunate thing for where, where the injury happened last year. Was when he came back for the playoffs, he he was healed, and so he got to spend the off season not rehabbing, but getting in shape, doing what Derrick Henry does. And he's come back and been Derrick Henry again. Um, I, I think what's going to be nice for for him is that he's had the week off to sort of let whatever bumps and bruises that you'd normally have this time of year healed. And so that's a good thing. For the Titans, the key with him, and that game was the primary example, is they can't get in a situation where he can't play in the second half, meaning he's not a third down back. We all know that. If you get the lead on the Titans and you put them in a difficult spot in the second half, he is essentially not a factor. And so can they get in a game where they can keep using him all four quarters? And that's, that's going to be one of the keys in all of this because, John, if you can, he's still got the pop to do what he does. And that's, that's one of the biggest keys for Saturday night for the Titans, be able to use Derrick Henry for all four quarters. Jags drive time Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday mornings on Jaguars.com and the Jaguars social channels, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. Let's wrap the week with a preview of my weekly conversation with pride of the Jaguars running back Fred Taylor. I asked him this week if he could believe we've arrived at a winner-take-all Week 18 game for the division title. Of course I can believe we're here. It's the NFL. That's the beauty of it. I mean, you just keep playing. You never know when the momentum is going to turn in your favor. You know, you never know when you're going to just hit that stretch of good ball play. You'll see it in spurts. We saw it in spurts. You know, throughout the course of the season, we saw this team go up, go down, go up or down, win some close ones, lose some close ones. And that's just the beauty of the NFL. If you just pivot for a moment and look at the Minnesota Vikings, they're a team who's won more games this season than anyone by very, very thin margins. I mean, three points, two points, comeback victories. And then they go get blowed out by Green Bay a week ago. You know, so that's, you know, a, a team who hasn't played well, but they're finding their niche and they're going to end up in the, the in the playoffs. And, uh, and I really think that as long as Jacksonville stays confident, stays, believes in Doug, you know, believe in each other, they're going to be right on time and where they need to be. Fred, let's get into this matchup. And, of course, when you face Tennessee, the number one priority is slowing down Derrick Henry. Well, he got his yardage early in the last meeting back in week 14, first quarter especially. And then, of course, had the big fumble right before halftime. That flipped the game around a lot. And then they had to abandon the running game. Well, if they have to abandon the running game this time – 
It's Joshua Dobbs back there in his second career start. That would be the perfect scenario for the Jaguars defense right. if they can get it out of Derrick Henry's hands altogether. Of course, and that's that's going to be the, the the major focus here. Obviously, it's always the major focus with every – the other 31 teams around the league or other 30 teams around the league is to uh, stop Derrick Henry, which is not an easy task. He had, you know, just about 100 yards at halftime, and then we found a way to make those adjustments – create some turnover opportunities, which in, then resulted in, you know, us gaining the momentum. And that's what you have to do. You got to keep hammering away. You want to have the Joshua uh, Dobbs situation present itself. You know, he's been in the league for a while. Let's be honest. He's a good player because he's in the NFL. He's not a great player. You know, you want to get after him. You want to make sure that you're, you're disciplined. You're using your discipline. You're using your focus because he can run around. You know, we saw in the second half of the Nets game after they sat down Zach Wilson. Uh, I can't remember, but the Tebow lookalike, the, the guy with all the muscles, the backup quarterback. You know, he came out running like a madman. And I believe that the Titans will try to do some of that. You know, if I have to bet on, you know, the Titans game plan, what are they going to do to try to keep the Jaguars off pace? I will be willing to say, one, they're going to always try to establish Derrick Henry. Two, I think they'll have some wildcat situations and formations for Derrick Henry to try to create some different leverages, mismatches. And, and the third thing, create some zone reads, some stuff that the Jets were doing, give Dobbs an opportunity to use his strengths, you know, use his assets, which are his legs, more so than his arm. But he also is a good player. You know, he can run, he can throw it out of pocket. So I, I like to, I'm willing to say the Titans are going to try something of that nature along those lines just to throw the defense off. The full conversation available Saturday on the official Jaguars podcast network and, of course, in pregame radio. That'll do it for this week, and the stage is set for arguably the biggest regular season game in Jaguars history. The Tennessee Titans at 7-9 and nine meet the Jacksonville Jaguars at 8-8. Eight and eight. It's a winner-take-all showdown for the AFC South title. A win or a tie would do for the Jags. We're on the air in Jacksonville at 5 o'clock Saturday with a public tailgate show. At 7 o'clock, it's count down to kickoff on the Jaguars radio network. Kickoff for the week 18 matchup is set for 8:15 Eastern. If you can't be here, catch it on ABC and ESPN. Enjoy the weekend. Pace yourself Saturday before the game, please, and make it as loud as possible Saturday night. Thanks for listening. I'm JP Shadrick. We'll catch you next week on the Jaguars broadcast weekend review podcast presented by TIAA Bank.